0: Horse welfare and safety are of utmost importance where humans have any interaction with horses. Within the courses at International Horse College, we only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. We only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Internationalhorsecollege.com Registered Training Organisation 31352 now today I'd like to introduce someone who's a bit of a silent achiever. She's in her own part of the world going out with horses and humans and making the world a better place for them and coincidentally, that's the name of the business that we're going to talk about. Today we're going to talk to Coralie Kenzie. How are you, Coralie? I'm well, thank you, Glenis. I'm looking forward to talking to you because I think this will be a really good conversation on what you're doing and what other people are able to do as well just by you know having the same mindset to go out and while they may not be going on and becoming Olympic riders they're going out becoming better people themselves and making the horses better so I really you know I'm looking forward to talking to you about this.
1: Yeah thanks for the opportunity Gwyneth it's great to be able to
0: tell the world. (laughs) Good good now you know that we're going to start off with a favourite quote. Yes, you let okay. me know about that one. Let's yes, yes. So so what do you think? What is your favourite quote?
1: Well, I really like what Tom Roberts wrote, uh, one of the old school masters. Mm-hmm. Tom Roberts wrote about end of lesson. Yes. And this is a little voice in my head uh, that reminds me that always when we're with the horse, there is a lesson. Mm-hmm. So let's have a think about what that lesson is and make sure you finish on a good note and don't keep going over and over the same thing until it gets sour. So End of Lessons has always been a really good one for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. We've had a few Tom Roberts quotes, and I don't know if we've actually had that one. So that was good to introduce. Mm, mm. Now, you know, we talk about how people started with horses, but I'd like to talk about the whole horses and humans and how you started the type of business and the type of industry that you're in now, which is a bit more than just working with horses, because you're really working a lot with people as well. So can you talk to us a bit about how this all started?
1: Well, Mary Somani and, and I have been involved with each other's horse practices on and off over Oh, twenty or more years, mm-hmm. it's quite scary how long, yep. uh, and we finally got to a place where we could actually set up together and after some lots of discussions and thinking where we were both at and thinking how we can best use our knowledge and experience and how we can pass it on to others, and so Horses and Humans came to fruition um, about 18 months ago now. Yep. And we had the opportunity then to work with people and horses yep. and help develop them into better ways of working together.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, when you say that, you know, better ways to working together, helping people and horses, tell us a bit more about what you do and, and even, you know, even give us one or two examples of the types of things and the types of achievements that you're getting.
1: Right. Okay. Well, I guess that because neither of us are spring chickens and we have a big, wide range of experience, this has been an opportunity to bring all those skills together. So we, our business actually has several facets. Uh, firstly, we provide equine-assisted personal development in equine therapies um, as equine specialists, mm-hmm. and that's utilising the horse and the nature of the horse, and the intuition of the horse to work with people who are experiencing mental health issues. Uh, We've worked with families, uh, parents and children who have been involved with domestic violence, for instance, Mm -hmm. and it's quite amazing to watch the empowerment develop over a relatively short period of time as they interact with the horse, listening to the horse, watching the horse, and of course the horse is observing them and reacting to them. And they learn so much about themselves and about their own possible empowerment and perhaps developing uh, knowledge of what they've been doing wrong or knowledge of what they can do better. And that's had amazing results. And when we surveyed before and after, we see 25, 30% improvement in in life skills and uh, self-awareness and Mm. so on. And Mm. that's just a joy (laughs) to, to see that happening. Mm, yeah, mm. so that's one area of the business. Yeah. We also uh, provide riding instruction um, to able-bodied and para riders. Mm-hmm. And, of course, with Online Horse College, we're providing horse training and uh, courses, courses training and assessment for those. So it's a whole um, broad spectrum of, of helping people to develop their abilities and, um, and their own personal development uh, through their connections with the horse.
0: Yes, and I really like the way you talk about in the positive developing abilities rather than the disabilities.
1: Oh, absolutely. In fact, um, I had someone ask me, sort of referred to a rider and said, what's their disability? And I just looked and said, I said, anyone can ride here. And that was it. Yes. Because once you're on your horse, you know, you're you're a person with the horse and that's the end of the story. Yep. Let's go from there.
0: Yep. Now, the type of people that come in, and I know that you've had some big improvements and there's a bit of privacy and everything there, is there someone that you'd like to talk to in particular, even if you don't use their right name, and just you talk about achievements that they've had, but, you know, anyone that might have been a bit difficult that you thought, mm, right? how am I going to be here, but you've ended up having a bit of a breakthrough?
1: Um, well, I can talk, speak to about some of our... Um trainees, horse mastership trainees, yep. and watching how they have developed. Mm-hmm. You might have someone who's quite withdrawn and, and quiet and, um, you know, loves horses but doesn't really love people so yes. much. Yes, and, uh, it And it's just wonderful to watch them react, interacting with the horses and developing their skills. Mm-hmm. And I sit back and watch this group of, of young horse people who are walking working safely with the horse and effectively with the horses. Yep. And just recently I had a situation where I had quite a number of riders coming in for lessons and a number of horses to prepare for those lessons. And I was able to say to this young person, can you prepare these four horses um, for the riders in the next lesson? And you know, walked away to, to mm-hmm. and carry on another lesson and came back and the work was done. So and done properly and effectively and that person then feels so much more uh, proud and, and confident uh, in themselves and, uh, and much more communicative um, that starts with the horses and progresses onto their communication with uh, other people as well.
0: Mm, mm, yep, good. Tell me if someone would like to work in the area. I mean obviously they've got to have – you know, it's not a young person. It's someone who's got a vast knowledge of horses already, you know, to keep people safe. But they want to give more back, the same that you and Maddie do. But if they'd like to work in this area, where should they start? How should they start to be able to interact with the type of people that you do? And not just to find the people but to have the mindset that you do, that, you know, you're very particular, you're very safe, but you also you look at those very subtle cues that not just horses give, that people give and you notice them and, you know, you can improve on that. So how can someone even start to look into this area of the horse industry?
1: I think actually seeking qualifications, mm-hmm. um, whatever they be and at whatever level, is a good starting point because even though you might think you know lots and lots in the horse industry and you've been around horses all your life, there is so much more to learn and in starting on doing a, a qualification of any sort is going to expand your knowledge for the yep. start. Yep. Uh, talking to people in, in the industry in the particular areas is great, and we welcome people to come out and have a chat um, and work out what their goals really are and uh, and help them work towards them. Um, but yeah, there is. Um, there's so much information out there now, and it's a little bit challenging sifting through it all. Uh, some is good, and some is not so good. As has always been the case, but with technology, uh, it's just at our fingertips. But it's not always the right information that we yeah. want. So yeah. that's a challenge in itself. Mm-hmm. So it is it's good to to speak one on one with people, okay. and I think that's something that we tend to lose a little bit these days. So it's you know good to you know have to talk to Maddie and myself. Self, or contact someone like yourself, and have a face-to-face conversation, mm, um, mm. and then developing those horse skills. I mean, just working with groundwork, there is so much to learn, um, and it's a, a lot of self-awareness too. Because often we're giving off the wrong cues, we're wanting your horse to go left, and we're actually facing right, for instance. and yes. uh, we're not even aware of that. So, so developing that self-awareness often helps you to help uh, develop that observation skills as well.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the type of person they'd, they'd have to be. I mean, obviously, they'd have to be a cool, even-tempered type of person, not one that's going to get emotional I think, very quickly. Gra-
1: yeah. Yeah, I think very grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that you asked that because I worked in the disability sector. I was director of a, a service providing support to people with disabilities and it was quite interesting... The questions that we would ask, and it wasn't so much the the person's um, training that came in, it was their their ethics and their acceptance of uh, people generally, and Mm -hmm. and and that's I think is what's important that we just treat people as equals yep. and that uh, there is no discrimination, there's no room for that um, yep. in life but mm-hmm. uh, some, that comes more naturally to some people than others so that's something to probably ask yourself It's no point in trying to do this work with a big bundle of sympathy, that's not what it's about it's accepting people as people and we all have our challenges in life and our uh, different experiences that have brought us to this point and that may bring us to be needing some extra help Um, whatever that might be. So it's that real core acceptance um, that a person really really needs. Um, And that can be learned, um, but you might have to unlearn some uh, old learnings uh, to get to that point.
0: Yep, yep. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot-off-the-press notification. That is, that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available. And the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over a hundred jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 Careers in the Horse Industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Now, Coralie, if people would like to contact you, because, you know, I think sometimes you've got, you know, you've just got such valuable information there, we'll put those contact details at the bottom of your page and we'll we'll ask you about them soon. So... We'll just sort of put that on hold, yep. and I'm sure if anyone's interested in this type of work, and if they want to volunteer, even you know, and just get a little bit more involved with this type of work, I'll um, we'll put those contact details at the bottom. Yep,
1: that'd, yep, that'd be great. And we do in, encourage people. We have um, some people varying ages that come and volunteer and lend a hand. Uh, yep. And once again, it's uh, we offer them training, you know, in their in their role as a volunteer. We just don't throw them in the deep end. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to know what they're doing and yes. why they're there. Yes, so be yes. Very welcome, yeah.
0: Yep, yep. Now, I did ask you about someone who'd influenced you, and I know you were talking about Amy McGowan, but tell us a little bit about Amy McGowan and how she's influenced you, but she's mentored you, inspired you. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Right. Well, Amy goes back many years. She was uh, um, one of my pony club coaches, Mm -hmm. and she just never stopped. She was still coaching when she was into her 90s, and uh, I think uh, there was another elderly lady at the time whose name I have long forgotten, but Amy sticks in my mind, Um, and she just kept on going and kept on going, and, and that you know, I feel like giving up, which isn't very often, but I, I certainly remember Amy still riding her horse well into, you know, the 80s and 90s and, and, uh, that's, uh, someone that is, you know, inspired me over over the years as I get a bit older. Every time I swing my leg over the saddle, mm-hmm. I think, okay, Amy, I'm still up there, <laughs> and just keep on going. And, and plus, you know, I, and I guess she had, I probably wasn't aware, so aware at the time, but she was there teaching us young ones to ride better and work with our horses better and to keep on going and, uh, and not give up. Yep. And that's um, that, was Amy, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm sure that you've got some brilliant horses, you know, with you now. Is there any horse in the past that's really influenced you and helped you along, you know, to increase your knowledge, to keep you inspired, to keep you going? Any horse that you want to mention or would you prefer to talk about the ones that you've got now?
1: <laughs> well, that's really challenging. I'm just it's <laughs> going through my mind this whole little myriad of horses. Um, but there was one horse in particular um, who, who uh, I've He's still going strong, and uh, he challenged a lot of people. And he came um, to my attention when I first saw him. I thought, oh, wow, that's a great horse. But he was, at the time, challenging a lot of people. Uh, He was big and knew that he was big, and he would push his way through things. But in reality, he was quite a gentle giant. So he really taught me it's not about size um, and it is about let's work together and why are you being so challenging and what do I need to do to say, well, I will look after you and I'll be your leader and let's we can work together, mm-hmm. And which we did and uh, I think he still today challenges new people as they come along. But um, he was one that really said, you know, if you work with me properly and you ask me the right questions, then I can give you the right answers and uh, turned out to be an absolutely fabulous horse. He's uh, taken lots of riders uh, okay. into competitions and, um, you know, taught them lots, lots of skills along the way.
0: Mm-hmm. If you go looking for a new horse or someone offers you a new horse, do you have, like, any sort of criteria that they should have?
1: Yeah, um, apart from, you know, size and colour or whatever like that, I think that history is really important. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, it's very good to know, even if you're not going to do the things that horse has done in the past, if you know that history, it it's very, very important. Because, uh, for instance, you know, if you buy a horse and you know he's... Um, been out to Pony Club or out to shows, you might not want to go to Pony Club shows, but you know that if the day comes you do take him out somewhere, he's been there and done that. Um, if he um, has had any cruel handling, you need to be really aware of that. I'd like to know the processes of his um, starting. Um, there's some really lovely ways of starting horses these days, but sometimes steps are left out. I've had horses that haven't been nailed properly, um, and that's created a problem down the track and you've had to do some re-education, uh, for instance. So knowing those steps along the way, um, my own horse, uh, whilst I don't normally use hobbles, I knew that his uh, he had been hobbled as part of his training. I was out on the national trail and we had a situation where the horses really needed to be contained um, and there was some problems, so I knew I could put those hobbles on him safely. Mm -hmm. Uh, So just knowing those little bits and pieces uh, and the background of horses, I think that's a really big thing. Know where they've been and what they've done and who they've done it
0: with. That's a great starting point. Good. If you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor, or even if you aspire to be one, have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website. Go there now. Have a look, horsechats.com. Now, thinking about if I'm going to ask you your proudest moment, not just with horses, but with people. Oh, gosh, now you've expanded it. <laughs> well, well, I just think, you know, normally we'd ask with horses, but you work with horses and people and we often get, you know, as you said, achievements or progress of a person through the horse. So, you know, we're allowing and getting the horses to just encourage the people. But, you know, if you think about your proudest moment, what would you say? Or you might even say, look, it's every day. I don't know. I think it is.
1: It is. Watching those riders and young people grow,
0: um,
1: mm-hmm. and old people too, <laughs> but watching that development and their connection with the horses, um, and when they overcome problems, um, it challenges me sometimes to think, "Well, I'm not maybe I'm not presenting this in a way they're understanding." Um, so then we, we get together and we work it out. And when they, they manage, they achieve that goal. Um, and they go, wow, you know, that's great. And it's not just about going to competitions and winning them. Mm. Um, you know, some, it's about, um, their perseverance and their keeping on trying. Uh, and that makes me very proud that they keep on, keep on getting there and they keep on improving. And sometimes it's a hard slog, you know, be they able or, or not so able, you know, whichever. Um you know, sometimes they have a horse that challenges them, and when they get past those obstacles that and I've know that I've helped them get past those obstacles That yep. that's their power bonus,
0: for okay, sure. good, good now, thinking again, you know about someone who may be interested in this type of work and thinking about yourself, you know when you first started, and this is money aside, because that's always a problem, but what do you think's been your biggest challenge on getting horses and humans up and going? What's been your biggest challenge? How have you overcome that?
1: Um, hmm. I think what's been great is having the experience that we both have, Uh, not just with horses but also the business experience, and Mm -hmm. I think that's important for people to know. Um, If you're getting into this sort of business, any sort of equestrian business, it's not just being a good writer. Yep. You do need those broader life skills, business skills, marketing skills, and marketing is a challenge for us. that we uh, and, and that's interesting because I've had a lot of experience in marketing, but now we have technology marketing, yep. um, so it's a little bit different to the, um, you know, the media that I'm more familiar with. So um, working that out and being clear um, what our goals are While not challenging, you always need to come back to that. So what are our goals? You know, it's not about having, you know, 500 riders and, you know, 10 lessons a day. It's about the quality of the work that we do. Uh, It's about the quality of the horses. And we would rather stay a little smaller than compromise on that quality. It's being aware of that all the time, what our goals are. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's and keep focused on that.
0: Yeah, good, good. All right, now thinking about you've got a group of people organised. Whether you see them individually or you know as a group, what's a common fault or a common problem, a common trait throughout people who are new to horses and new to this type of activity?
1: Um, if you're thinking about, the, particularly about the equine therapy, people yeah. come without horse skills, and that is fine. Right, then that can be quite challenging for them, uh, you know, because they're working at liberty with the horses, and I mean that's, that's the challenge that they're facing is their life challenges as well. So um, ensuring them that they're going to be safe um, is important, and but we will keep them safe because that is our role to keep them safe, mm-hmm. even though they're working with uh, big, flight animals uh, at liberty. Um, so you know, sometimes there will be that um, fear um, that should they be really there with these horses, and so just stepping through those barriers uh, is an important part of our
0: role. Okay. Now I've got to ask you, Coralie, what's the best thing that you get, you know, working with horses, working with people, doing this sort of work? What's the best thing about it?
1: I think the connection that people have with horses and they can get with horses is not just about sitting on them and the riding. So so be it through the equine therapy or be it um, you know, just working with them in the paddock and feeding them and grooming them and so on, watching and and feeling that connection Mm -hmm. um that that you have you can have with a horse, uh and watching people um that haven't had that horse experience and going wow this is you know so good and so calming and um, the, this horse really knows uh, what I'm about and um, getting really in touch with their emotions is uh, quite often because they're just there uh, present in the moment uh, with the horse uh, that touch and that connection and that feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before anything else happens if if you didn't go anywhere, just that that touch and that feel and that connection with the horses um, is it's lovely and lovely to watch others, and of yes. course, I enjoy it myself
0: <laughs> yeah, good, good. Now, you said earlier about your business goals, but what are you progressing towards now? you know you've got your scent here up and running you're you're working on the quality, is there anything you've got that you're looking forward to or anything you've got planned in the next twelve months or two years or so? Yes,
1: how long is a piece of string? <laughs> um, what we would like, we would. Um, it costs to to do equine therapy. That's, yes. That's a given, yep. right? What we would like to do is to, to be generating more income streams that can help support those programs. Okay. So the people who may not have the funds to, to access those programs um, mm-hmm. can get the help that they need. We've seen such great benefits and people move on from their... Um, the challenges in life yep. um through having those programs. So we know they work. We've got, you know, data to support that. Yep. So if we could set up more income streams that would help uh, support those that can't always support them because often when people are in those situations they're not in a position to pay for the therapies. So that would be a really nice thing to be able to do and that's mm-hmm. on our uh, list of goals for sure. sure.
0: Good. Good. All right. Now before we go Just if you were going to summarise the whole philosophy of horses and humans, how would you do it just in a couple of sentences or a sentence?
1: It really is about personal development in partnership with the horse. So that personal development comes whether you're riding the horse, whether you're doing horse mastership, or whether you're training, it is all about personal
0: development. Okay. Okay, good, good. Now Coralie, we talked about the contact details. What's the best way to contact you? Or and those details will be at the bottom of your page as well, which will be on horsechats dot slash Coralie Kenzie, or just go to horsechats search for Coralie, or search for Kenzie, which is K E D Z or Z I E. So um anyway there. K E D Z L I E. Okay, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> That's okay. It's a bit of a mouthful. I'm, I'm sure they'll get
0: the corally anyway if they can't get that, so it'll That's be fine. That's right. There's not yeah. many of us around. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. What's the best way to contact you anyway? Yeah.
1: Yes, you can, you can go to our website, www.horsesandhumans.com.au, and there's a contact page there, or you can email on info at au, or you can give me a call on 0414 830383. Okay. And we have an office number But if I yeah. give, you, give it to you back, back to front, that won't be a
0: good idea. <laughs> okay. So we'll make sure we've got the correct office number and put yeah. that at the bottom of the page anyway. So um, if you go to, yeah. go to horsechats.com, search for that. All right, Coralie, brilliant talking to you, you know, and as I said, I'm really looking forward to it because I think Coralie's one of those people who really is a silent achiever. You know, the operation's small, but it's good quality, and I think if we can have millions of those all over the world, the world would be a much better place. Wouldn't that be nice? Yep. Okay, thanks, Coralie. Thanks, Glennis. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate, and subscribe.